Good Shepherd Auditorium in Inwood, New York City, welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where you meet musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home what we affectionately call Upstate Manhattan. I'm your host, Aaron Sims, and today we welcome filmmaker Lucianus Camacho. Lucianus is a Dominican filmmaker, illustrator, and sequential artist based in the New York City area with a passion for comics, storytelling, and all things colorful. She is continuing her journey through comics and is currently pitching her first graphic novel based on her short film, Check Yes, called Hero Circle. She has done work for clients like IDW, Hasbro, Tapas Media, and Wacom. She currently holds a BFA from the School of Visual Arts and 3D Animation and Visual Effects, and we are thrilled to have her here on Inwood Artworks On Air. We're going to talk to her about her work behind the camera and behind the the, the illustrator. Uh, so, but first, let me welcome you to Inwood Artworks On Air, Luciana. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So, um, like a good first episode of a comic book, um, everyone loves an origin story. Right. So, how would you? How would your first episode go? Oh, man. Uh, my origin story would probably be like my mom kind of introducing me to her sketchbook from when she lived in the Dominican Republic. And that was kind of what skyrocketed my career because my mom was like my biggest like influence. So I was kind of like it's like the village and or- villain origin story, but like in reverse where it's like my whole life just changed in that moment. And uh, from then on, I was like I'm having a manic episode of years long of like just drawing, creating and diving headfirst into what is cinema. My dad uh, was the one who introduced me to animation. He would take me to the movies uh, on opening night for everything. And that's where I got my background. Wow. So yeah. thank you for sharing where your passion um, for storytelling came from mm-hmm. your comic influence do you have a favorite animated film oh my gosh or you could say a favorite like right now obviously across the spider verse is like living rent free in my mind but <laughs> like um movie wise i know what the movie that made me decide i want to go to sva was the first wreck it ralph um i saw the simulation that they had developed for hair and the cotton candy for like when they're in vanellope's world and i was like me and my dad were watching at home and my dad looked at me he goes you can do that and i'm like crap I could and uh my art teacher funny enough next day hands me the SVA handbook and was like hey this came in for art like colleges and stuff like that you should check it out and I saw Wreck-It Ralph in the preview pages and I'm like this is like a sign I yeah yeah so that was like I'm gonna go <laughs> so so maybe are you gonna have like you know you know I don't know making this up of course but All you right. never know but it's like like you see yourself like revamping Rocket Ralph for the next generation. I would love to, honestly. Like, um, I have a lot of friends who ended up going to Disney and Pixar. Like, a lot of my friends are there currently. They have worked on so many of the current films that are out, like, mostly Encanto. And, um, you know, I I guess because I see my friends there and I basically grew with them as an artist, I'm like, I could see myself in that position and, you know, potentially art directing or just kind of of redoing things for a new or more modern take. Because that's like kind of like my bread and butter. Like I like taking the old and kind of influencing it with the new. So yeah, well, definitely. I think it's all about who's your audience, right? Yeah. And, and, and saying like, you know, Rock and Ralph, sure it's for everybody, or Encanto yeah. is for yeah. everybody too. But you know, who like how can you bring them? How can you bring them to new people, new audiences, yeah. and also. Um, you know, if it's an older story that may needs updating, how yeah. do you do that for today's audience? So exactly. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, so is there a particular comic that has influenced you? 
uh, mm-hmm. that you had the movie. But, so I'm going to bring it down to like the right. comic level, right. which all seems to be going to movies anyway these days. Yeah. But is there a comic series that's, that's, that's you, you've hold near and dear? Um, yeah. So American comics wise, funny enough, Archie. My mom got me Archie comics that she found in her bedroom. And that's what kind of made me go that's, in that direction. Yeah, Archie. Um, and then um, what's it called? I grew up with a lot. I was the youngest at the time when I was growing up. Like I was the only one in my family. Like I, I was a single child. So I had all my older cousins who were like maybe eight years my senior and they were all into the Japanese wave of 2001 and beyond so they were like hey look at this manga and I was reading a lot of manga and I stumbled across the work of Arena Tanemura and she greatly influenced my work and she was kind of like what brought me to the artistic level I was at up until high school so like my cousins put me on the manga wave and anime because it was on Cartoon sure. Network at the time, but uh, my my mom was like, "Hey, I read this when I was a kid, and it was Archie, and I was like, re eating them up, and because they had them at the supermarket at the time when people still did that, right? <laughs> so it's amazing you can't find them anymore. At no, no, you cannot. Like you have to get them on eBay or something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But well, I, I reason why I asked you because animation and cartoons, mm-hmm. um, in general, influenced my upbringing very much. So yeah. I remember getting up at six o'clock in the morning and trying to catch. Um, um, and it wasn't manga then. It was it was essentially Japanese animation. Like uh, we're talking like Robotech yes. and um, all the uh, uh, the Star Blazer series mm-hmm. and things like that that were dubbed in. Yes. Um, for American audiences. My dad was big on Voltron. And Voltron, too, yeah. the, the original. Spi- there's yeah. like and people remember there were like three different Voltrons. Yes. There was the spit. You know the different ones, but we won't yeah. we won't uh, make the make a podcast. But maybe we should make a podcast about Voltron. Yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the lions. We had this the space one. There's the third one, the yeah. Robies and things like that. Um, but then you had like you know things that you know your GI Joes and your you know, your Archies, your classic Bugs Bunnies, yes. and you have a lot of your of course you're, so you always had you always had a Disney influence, but you know Hanna Barbera was also a huge influence. I was on huge me on Boomerang, yeah. Super Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact: I'm mm-hmm. from Cincinnati originally. Yeah, the hall. So the Hanna Barbera came out of Dayton, Ohio. Oh, and. Um, and there's a theme park called King's Island there yeah. that has rides and cities called Hanna Barbera Land. So you would see like Huckleberry Hound oh, and like cool. Yogi Bear and things like that. Love that. Um, but there's uh, the, the the train station, uh-huh. uh, the Amtrak still goes into this day. Uh, it's called Union Terminal, and that was the prototype for the Hall of Justice and Super Friends. Oh, that's so cool! Oh my gosh! So like so like when we were kids, it was like. We're driving by. That's the Hall of Justice. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it, it, it really exists. Yeah. And so we're all freaked out. Like, you know, like Aquaman and Superman and Batman and Robin were hanging right. out there in Cincinnati of all places. <laughs> um, but uh, why not? But uh, but let's get back to your work. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the reason why I wanted to ask like your influence, because I, I wanted, I see it in your um, your now award-winning film, Check Yes. yes. <laughs> um, so where did the idea for that come from? Um, so when we were like, well, now when I was in SVA, like this was 2017, uh, they tell you like, Hey, you have to make a thesis film so you can graduate and kind of show people <laughs> to, uh, you spend, waste your mom and dad's money or yeah, your money on this stuff. You know? Exactly. So you have to make the thesis film so that you can potentially get work. So it's kind of your demo reel. It's your business card. That's sure. what they call it. So, um, I was not feeling the visual effects kind of wave I was writing at the time because, um, at that point I had discovered that I wasn't that great at 3d animation. It's extremely technical it's not nearly as creative as you think it's extremely technical very math heavy which all things that I'm not I'm more of the creative mind so I had transitioned to visual effects which is more live action episodic but it felt very monotonous so um funny enough the first spider-verse had dropped that year and I walked out of there like having like a brain blast moment and I'm like 
I don't have to do that. I can just do something else. So I went home and I thought of all the movies that I liked. Um, Spider-Verse was, of course, on there. Um, the Amazing World of Gumball, if you've seen it on Cartoon Network, it has like a mixed media look. Heavily was taken from that. Um, and uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. And I was like, okay, I like all these things. I'm going to mesh them into this Frankenstein and see what happens. And I presented my character designs to my teacher at the time. Um, he was a huge support of mine. And I showed it to him um, because it was a requirement. We had to design characters, even if it was live action, you know. And he was like, hey, kid, are you still going to do live action? He's like an old Jewish guy from Brooklyn. So he was always very hard on me, but I appreciated it. And he was kind of like... Um, you haven't smiled in months. And I was very depressed at that time. And I said, yeah, it's true. And then he said to me, like, were you happy when you made this? I said, yes, I was. And he goes, then why are, why are you wasting your time? Do it. So I did. And that's where I'm at now. And I forever owe my life to him. Eric Reinfeld, he still teaches there. Like, uh, he's not everybody's cup of tea, but he was hard on me when I needed to, when I needed it. So. It's all about finding the people right for you. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of right for you, mm -hmm. you chose, and culturally speaking, how important was the story that you set your film in Inwood? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like a lot of my uh, of the story, I like based it on my memories of my childhood memories. I had a childhood friend named Javier. I don't know if he remembers me, but I remember him. Um, <laughs> now he's now he's immortal. Yeah, he's immortal now. Um, sorry. Um, like <laughs> like uh, his like presentation, I based it off my brother, how he looked like at the time, um, and stuff like that, and like things that like spoke to me. And also at the time too, I was kind of coming to grips with my upbringing. Because at that time, um, I really didn't really acknowledge the Dominican side of me for a long time because I felt like to be an artist, I had to become not necessarily generic, but I had to become what people liked. And then I realized at some point I'm like, but I'm kind of depriving myself as an artist, like kind of like doing that introspection introspection. And I was kind of like, you know what? No, I'm going to talk about what I know best. And at that time, I was kind of grappling with being the firstborn daughter and being the oldest. So and how that ties in with being Dominican and all those expectations. So the whole story is an allegory for me wanting to be an artist and no one believing in me. And then when I made it, a lot of people changed their tune. <laughs> Very interesting speaking yeah. to about cultural identity yeah. and just curious and because obviously our neighborhood mm -hmm. is such a predominant has Dominican families yes. and influence here. Do you feel that I mean, only speak for your own self, of course, and you can like is there um, cause I knew growing up, a point, let me finish the question first. Right, right. It's like, is there, um, is there support for an artistic career in the, within the Dominican community or Dominican households? Like, mm -hmm. cause coming from a family, I'm also like, I won't say black sheep, but like, mm -hmm. I'm the only person that was an artist in my family. Right. There were teachers and business people. And cause you know, since it's pretty much since the 1920s in America, just right. forget what culture you, group you belong to. Yeah. Working as an actor or in the arts, mm -hmm. um, you know, the people who are the Tom Cruises of the world spoil it for the rest of us. Like everyone thinks if you make a movie, you're living in the high life. Yeah. Uh, and so they, they don't think it's a real job. Yeah. And so I faced that yes. as an actor mm -hmm. and as a creative producer right. until, you know, you're paying the rent. Exactly. So just curious if you faced that or, and then also, do you feel like there's a stigma within the Dominican community? Yeah, there absolutely is. I mean, like, I 100% agree. Like, for everybody, no matter the culture, like, it's like, it's starving artists for everybody, no matter what. Um, but I feel like there's this added layer for in the Dominican community, which I think can extend to any immigrant community. It doesn't matter from where you're from. It's that um, economic insecurity that scares people. So people have that sense of, like, if you're an artist, you're going to struggle. 
and that's not necessarily incorrect but i feel like it's to the degree where people hear like i'm like mom dad i want to be an artist they panic so my parents panicked like they endorsed me even took me to classes up until i was in high school and then junior year rolled around and then i said hey i applied to art school and my dad's face just completely dropped <laughs> and i was just like what well, well, i thought we were cool with this right. and he was like no I'm not cool with this. <laughs> what about all those art classes you took me to? Yeah, exactly. My dad had fostered my my love for animation. He was the one. He he looked at me. He says, "I want you to do this." So, which imagine my shock when I went ahead and did it. And my dad saw that forty thousand um, dollar, you know, yeah. uh, tuition. He was like, "I can't." And you know, after some time we talked, it was a long, arduous battle. Um, he said to me, "Listen, I believe you can do it." I was always a star student all my life. He was like, "I believe you can do it." but you need to understand that I can't help you. It's all on you. And that was scary. Um, and that's why I was kind of depressed when I had met my teacher because I felt alone. Because a lot of my friends were like, my dad worked on Toy Story. My uncle did this. And I'm like, I don't have any connections. So and that's what scares. New York is unique too because yeah. I'm butt in here for a sec. Because like, yeah. it's a different beast than being in like say Milwaukee or um, I don't know, Charlotte or something yeah. like, or a small town elsewhere that has, um, I say small, a million people. Yeah. So that's, not, that's not small, but New York's 8.5, 6 million people. So yeah, yeah. it's a different beast when you have, you know, you know, the film TV industry yeah. in the backyard yeah. versus not. So you do have, it's, it's a added pressure, right? Yes. Because you do have, yeah, my dad's on the soaps or whatever. Yeah. It's like you, you meet all these people that are so out of your league. Like I, I had a friend of mine that he just casually dropped me. He's like, yeah, my dad's a curator at the MoMA. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> my dad works for Horizon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my dad teaches high school. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah. So it was like that. But it's like your parents, like um, for Dominicans, I cannot speak for anybody else, but for my parents sure. and like lot, my voice actors were high school kids and I had to speak to their parents I walked my 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 voice actors home um because they're young they were 15 years old and I would talk to their parents and their parents are like I'm I'm thankful for what you're doing for my kid because I really didn't think this was going to become anything but can you please assure me that this will be something and it's just that economic promise that they're looking for because a lot of these people don't have money. They don't have the money to put their kids through the necessary need, like means of getting those connections. And that's it's mostly that. It's lack of understanding and scared of economic insecurity for their children. That's basically the two things that stop people, I yeah. think. So w given that, yeah. how much does this award for excellence in filmmaking you got at the New Inwood Film Festival for short, short mean to you uh, uh, abundantly like it's my first thing i've ever won um it's a, and it was the first film festival i had ever attended um uh in person so i it was an, a magnificent experience for me and like i it was priceless seeing my dad's reaction because my dad um because my dad's like um he's more the artistic guy my mom's kind of like eh, if you like it it's cool but my mom <laughs> i mean my dad he's the is, critic yeah my dad's like more like the because he loves movies like that's his thing so when uh people were coming up to me at the film festival saying like she's the best investment you've ever made like I think it finally kind of cooled in his head he was like okay she's good and I, it was I was relieved for me because number one he can get off my butt <laughs> number two it's like yay like I have that validation that he couldn't really see because the pandemic kind of put a stop to everything and I couldn't properly graduate and stuff like that so there was not that closure gotcha mm -hmm. well thanks for sharing your experience and mm -hmm. I'm glad it all that we kind of went full circle with that whole story oh then. yeah and uh and I hope your dad keeps attending our film festival, whether you're there or not. I hope he yeah. likes movies so much. And of course, 
No, he enjoyed himself, so he's definitely going to return. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. So um, I have to mention, uh, mm-hmm. now you're in the production process for taking the story of Check Yes mm-hmm. into the graphic novel phase, yeah. uh, and uh, which you are, so, which is based on the film. So mm-hmm. where are you now in the production process for this graphic novel? So not, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking, is it, is it, and I guess the part B question is that, mm-hmm. is it mixed media? Is it because graphic novels are sometimes now, you know, on the web and they have like these Easter egg things to yeah. it and, 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 and the hyperlinked and little moments that happen? Or is it just going to be your good old pulp? Right. Yeah. So right now where I am in like the, the, the phases is like I'm pitching right now. So right now we're kind of like submitting my pitch um, to different publishing houses to see who bites. Um, it's scary as hell <laughs> and um because like now it's my thing subject to critique you know like yeah. people who are in the industry are gonna look at it and be like okay is this good or not um but it's gonna be like just a traditional book um I'm planning on doing it like multi-volume because it, it's a semi-longish story it's not gonna be like your tip it's not gonna be like a manga where they go like 20 volumes but like we're gonna go under 10 and it's just gonna be traditional like not traditional but it's more of a modern web comic look okay. versus like a traditional cape comic um because i love cape comics but um i have a little bit more of an affinity for the japanese um kind of method for comic making um it's more my style so that's where I'm at. All right, it sounds great. And yeah. um, just curious, is that this? Will you be willing to option it also for a feature? Because since Check Yes was mm-hmm. a film, yeah, like or or a series of some kind, like yeah. live action. The, I, I'm my I have an agent now, and she asked me on my on our first meeting. Uh, she was like, have you considered episodic? And I yeah. was like, absolutely. That's what, like, I'm doing the graphic novel because I just don't have like these resources to do it all on my own right now. So I'm like, I don't want it to die though. So I'm going to keep it moving in the graphic novel sector. And then, you know, a lot of these comics are going to Hollywood now. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like, I'm in my head. I'm like, I'm going to make this a comic so that the storyboard's done. So that if somebody wanted to pick this up, and turn this into an animated series it's there the sub like the the like the content is there that's like that's my plan because i haven't given up on the animation stuff i just want it to be kind of like mm, like a bigger production versus like the five people that I had on check yes <laughs> like <laughs> but the cool thing is though not that you want to again you said yeah. you want it to expand the, mm-hmm. the crew beyond five yeah. um but you know what do you have an idea like so do you have the whole series storyboarded out already yeah i have it all written out do you have it by a chance if anybody's listening here like a budget that might be realistic any idea talk to people on the on the producing of the things animation side of things as far as like making it happen like what what would it cost to put these 10 episodes or nine episodes because you're the pilot right um i know for a pilot like um i have friends who you know do storyboards and stuff like that they were telling me like and like to do it like um probably like in the level of quality of like invincible like right now like amazon and stuff like that they were telling me like anywhere of between like like 60 90 because it is 2d animation yeah um but um i don't know how much for a series though that'd be that's tough because i know the animation budgets can wildly vary yeah so and because you have voice talent coming in and out exactly things like that exactly and i would probably and i highly want to bring back the original kids that i hired wouldn't that be awesome Uh, yeah that'd be super dope (laughs) then you can tell their parents see i told you exactly (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome um, so, so aside from that, mm-hmm. do you have a, a, another project that you're pitching right now? You think you're working on right now? Cause that's, you know, from the, from the SVA years to now, like obviously you're, you've grown a lot since then. Mm-hmm. Where are you now? Um, right now, um, aside from doing hero circle, which is, you know, the subsidiaries check. Yes. Um, like I'm doing a web comic with, um, 
this writer Bria Struthers she's uh doing something with webtoon if you've heard of it um and it's called the serpent's daughter so it's like a like modern take like sun solar pug take of uh greek myths so it's like a um, it follows like medusa's like kind of like uh, ancestor it's really fun I am having a really fun time doing that and then aside from that I just do a lot of like freelance gigs like I just wrapped up um, the cover for my little pony for nice. IDW so that was really fun like it was like very strange but I was like yeah I'll, I'm go- I'll go down for it like I haven't done a horse in my life but I'll, I'll go <laughs> 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 but yeah it's in that too they're just conventions too I like tour the country doing conventions so I'm hoping comic-con takes me this year so well, that'd be great yeah. and uh, any stories from uptown you want to take with you Moving into something else? Anything you're working on? Um, I don't know because with Hero Circle, it's become so large yeah. that um, there's so many like m- multiple stories happening in that in this one story where it's like we have our main crew, um, but they're all dealing with something different. I mean, like I still want to continue that like um, mother daughter relationship thing going on, but also too, I just want to like um, and this is, was my pitch to uh, Inwood Academy. Uh, when I pitched them for the story, um, I'm sorry, for the voice acting, that it's like, ultimately, I just want to humanize and um, the, the high school and middle school kids here. Um, because my inspiration was people watching them, actually. I would take the subway and I would hang out in the basketball court before they tore it down and redid it. And um, I would people watch the kids. And I remember when I would bring them up saying like, oh, they're really funny to watch. Like, I like seeing them interact. It's very entertaining. And a lot of people were just like, those demons like like <laughs> there was like like people cross the street when they see them sure. like like and i'm just kind of like but when i would talk to them they were just like they were rough around their edges short but a lot of them were just kids and i kind of that's what my ultimate goal is with hero circle and check yes it's just kind of like uh humanize them and show people like they have problems like you um but they're not the problems that you're traditionally used to seeing when you think of 15 16 year olds yeah so um, that's basically, I just want something for them to see themselves in because I, when I was growing up here, when um, Inwood Academy was St. Jude, yeah. uh, it, it, I'm, I was going through a lot of things that maybe a third grader shouldn't have. And um, I think that was just to the fact that a lot of our communities are just new, um, don't know how to handle the situation. They just think, let me just put my kid in a expensive school and right. hopefully that'll fix the problem. But no. <laughs> so it's mostly that. I just want people to see that and just be like, you're not alone. It's okay. And we need more yeah. things in the community for youth. Absolutely. I like I told my agent, um like if we ever do get to publish and, you know, it does well I want to do a book tour here that I'd be like, hey, guys, like, you know, and then like because pe- there's people saying like, oh, what if we can't afford the book? Because book prices are ext- ex- like extreme ra- lately. Yeah. Um, like one graphic novel can be like $15. Um, and I was telling her, I'm like, yeah, I'll just get a bunch of copies and hand it out so they can read it. You know, what I mean, like I'm big on access. And then like I just want the parents to also see like, wow, like we have people. Yeah. And then, you know, because like right now all we have is. According to my grandma, Lynn Manoel Miranda, but <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, he's he's done a lot, but he isn't he, he can't unfortunately be everywhere for everybody. Exactly, and uh, that's why I hope we do our you know, we stay in our lane, but we do what we can. Like for just student film submissions, yeah. we actually did matinees, um, and we're here at Good Shepherd today. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and actually, kids from uh, High School of Excellence Innovation IS fifty two came. Mm-hmm. We did a matinee for Good Shepherd kids. We've always invited Inwood Academy kids too, but I don't think they want to let them out of school for a matinee. But because um, it's during school time yeah. usually. But we, and we have our free outdoor movies during the summertime. Like we're doing like 
the, the Puss in Boots film this summer in Spanish. Oh, very and, good movie. Um, you know, it's, it's about animation, yeah. right? And, uh, and a few others, 101 Dalmatians and yeah. a few other stuff too, animated-wise. But uh, but also family-friendly stuff. So the point is like you take away, you take away that, you know, cost for accessibility. Anybody can come. Because yeah. I agree with you. Like yeah. it, 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 you... <laughs> And introducing books to people again. I mean, that's another thing. A generation that is full of, you know, hard screens yeah. on their iPads and uh, and tablets, let, mm-hmm. let alone um, turning a page of a comic. So, uh, but it uh, seems like you've come full circle. And, and, I, and I wish you all the best with Hero Circle, speaking of, Thank and um, and uh, and more Viva Uptown stories up here. Yes. And, uh, and I hope you don't forget us when you make it real big because oh, you're already on your way, it seems. Oh, well, I hope so. I Absolutely not, though. I, so much of my, my, core, my core memories are, were made here. And like, uh, like when I think nostalgia, I think here. Um, I mean, like I, I, you know, in middle school, I moved to New Jersey, but the whole time I was in middle school, I was like, I miss New York. I miss New York. I miss New York. And I came back and I stayed and I was just like, I, you can't take the New York out of me. I come back every single time. <laughs> well, you're always welcome here. Yeah. Thank you. You bet. So Lucian, it's been a pleasure speaking with you thank before you. we say goodbye. Where can we people go to for, to find out more about your current and forthcoming projects? Oh yeah, absolutely. So I'm on every social media known to man. Um, uh, Just give them Instagram, maybe a website. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, mostly on my Instagram, that's where you can reach me. I respond to most people, but, um, my Instagram handle is opal underscore lines. Um, I'm there posting my illustrations, talking about what else. And usually if I'm around New York doing an event, you'll find me there and I'll announce it there. Very good. Mm-hmm. Well, listeners, you have your marching orders and follow <laughs> her and maybe she'll talk to you sometime. Exactly. But, uh, but so give her your support. She deserves it. Uh, well, thanks again, Lucianas, for Thank you. joining us on this Artist Spotlight episode of In What Artworks On Air. It's where we meet the, it's where we meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes that make their home here in northern Manhattan. If you have a moment, please show us some love right now and please rate and review this podcast on mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts. It really does help. Uh, many thanks to Church of Good Shepherd here in Inwood for hosting us and to Heightsites.com for uptown promotional support. And you can support On Air and all of our programming by making a tax-free donation at InwoodArtworks.nyc backslash donate. And also, be sure to follow us on social media at Inwood Artworks to keep up all that we do, which includes the Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Al Fresco, pop-up art galleries, live performances, and so much more. Inwood Artworks On Air is proud to be supported in part by public funds from the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in partnership with the City Council. And our programming is made possible by the New York State Council on the Arts with the support of the Office of the Governor and the New York State Legislature. From the top of Manhattan and the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Aaron Sims for Inwood Artworks On Air. Thank you.